The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to shorts and tees and bikinis. And for anything I'm trying to update in my wardrobe, I'm not trying to spend a small fortune. Let me tell you about Quince, because I just found a bikini, top and bottom, $50. High quality, $25 for the top, $25 for the bottom. There is a certain Australian shearling slipper that I've been looking for, and I found it for $50 on Quince. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Lexi for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Lexi to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Lexi. Okay, I'm going to get a little sad girl for a second. But Mother's Day is around the corner. And if your mother is still in your life, a really unique gift that you could get is my life in a book. How it works is that every week, mylifeinabook.com will send your mom questions via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or custom questions that you wish to ask. And then she can either type her response or record her voice. And My Life in a Book compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. And then they can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. So it's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Woo! If you're interested, check out mylifeinabook.com and use code Lexi at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's M Y L I F E I N A b-o-o-k dot com and use code Lexi for 10% off today. Hello, hello everybody. I'm your host Lexi Lombard, host of the Alexi podcast. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If it's your first one ever, hello. If you've been listening consistently, especially the last two episodes, you know that I was going through it. I'm here to say that I believe I'm on the other side. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm about to walk through it if I haven't already. I feel a lot lighter, a lot calmer, a lot more centered, a lot more balanced, a lot more stable, positive, happy, invigorated, comfortable. I feel lucky. If you didn't listen to those episodes, the quick and dirty is that I was home in Virginia throwing an event for my mother that has passed and that really shook me. I have spent the last two and a half weeks recovering. It really knocked me down. It really knocks me off balance and I think I'm recovered. There's always gonna be ebbs and flows in life. That was an ebb, headed towards the flow, made the point in my last episode, no more breakdowns, only breakthroughs. Got to the point, though, where I literally went to the bookstore and I got a book called The Power of Positive Thinking or something. What was it called? Yes, Norman Vincent Peale's book, The Power of Positive Thinking. If you're a very godly person, if you're very Christian, you might find it a delightful read. However, I don't lean super godly. I don't lean very Christian. I take what I want from it, but... Now when I hear the word God, it really means what I want it to mean. 
It doesn't mean man in the sky for me. And I can hear it and not have such a visceral reaction, but I can enjoy it for what it means to me. So I'm not necessarily recommending the book. However, as someone who is a little bit of a sponge, it was nice to have that in my ear, in my subconscious, just in my downtime to be reading about positive thinking. And then when I'm in default mode and autopilot, I did find myself leaning a little bit more positively. For example, I was daydreaming and writing random things in my notebook. I was drawing. And it's so insane how when you're drawing or writing aimlessly, what comes out because your subconscious really does come out. I'm looking at one of the pages because I have my podcast outline on one side and then the other had these doodles. I have mirrors that are facing each other reflecting sparkles. I've written on this page, positivity, freedom, upbeat attitude, happy, enthusiastic. The world is filled with interesting people. I love people. How lucky I am to be 28 years old. I'm not even 28 years old. Tyra turned 28. That's my roommate, one of my best friends. She turned 28 over the weekend. Yesterday, actually. People like you, you like them. I can feel at home with you. Stimulating, invigorating, comforting. And I have sparkles all over the page, so... I'm in a good headspace. I'm also reading I Used to Be Charming, the rest of Eve Babbitts. Eve Babbitts is one of my favorite writers. She gets a, no, she doesn't have a bad, a bad reputation, but I think she's, how do I describe this? Eve Babbitts was a socialite within the music scene, and she jokingly, in a self-deprecating way, refers to herself as a groupie but she really has her finger on the pulse. She is aware of the zeitgeist and it's an incredible writer who can provide really interesting commentary and insight on the music industry as a scene and Los Angeles as a place and as an energy. And I Used to Be Charming is her last book to ever be published. She has since passed away and this is a collection of her pieces of work that have been published in Esquire, Vogue, Movie Line, the Washington Post, Smart, there's a ton of Smart, there's a ton of Vogue, American Film. Some are short, some are long. I'm a little over halfway through and I'm currently on the piece I Was a Naked Pawn for Art. If you know the infamous photo of Eve Babbitts and Marcel Duchamp, the two of them are sitting at the table in a museum playing chess. He is fully clothed. Eve is completely naked. It's an amazing photo. So this piece is a little bit of insight behind that story and that photo and how it came to be. Oh, I love her. She has a ton of books. She has Eve's Hollywood, LA Woman, Sex and Rage. I've only read Slow Days, Fast Company, Black Swans, and after I finish this, I used to be charming. I have on my little dream board bucket list for the rest of the year that I want to finish her collection. Every single year I make a reading goal to myself. I've only read 12. This is my 13th. I'm so behind. What have I been doing? Also, my books that I've read this year are so high-low. I read Toni Morrison and then read Kelly Catrone. I read Ray Bradbury and Steve Harvey. But it's good to have a goal. I think it's nice to strive for something. It keeps me motivated, invigorated. One lesson I did learn from... The power of positive thinking is that most people are tired because they're not interested in something. When we find something that we're interested in, our exhaustion tends to go away. And having something that I care about keeps me interested, keeps me excited to wake up in the morning. 
which I woke up on the right side of the bed this morning. It's been a good week so far. It's only Tuesday. I recorded, edited, and posted a YouTube video yesterday. I'm truly back having a moment on YouTube. I was so distant from it. I did not feel connected to it earlier this year. And I've already posted a girl's trip from my Euro travels. I have a New York vlog from when I visited New York shortly after. And then yesterday, because I've been traveling, and I also was in Europe in June this summer, I made a video on how I traveled for three weeks with a carry-on. And I go over all of my travel secrets, the products that made travel so much easier and more comfortable, how I got away with having enough storage to have three weeks worth of my life in a tiny amount of space. So if you have any travels coming up, I highly recommend that video. It's not my normal style of content, but it's valuable. I've also been having a lot of fun vlogging. So I vlogged at the end of the week last week and I need to look through the footage. It's been fun. It's been so fun. And it was Tyra's birthday over the weekend. So that was fun to vlog and prepare. Her birthday was so nice. We got back home after her dinner. She had a Sunday night dinner. And this is 28 because Drew, another one of her friends, asked, are we going out afterward? I said, no, no, no. She made a 7 p.m. reservation so she could have a good night's sleep. That is 28, my friends, and I am so excited to be 28. I think that's why on my subconscious doodling, I wrote how lucky I am to be 28 years old. Because here's the thing, let me give you a little bit of a perspective shift. At this dinner table, there was maybe 12 of us. Of the 12, 100% of everyone was young, hot, and successful. Everyone had dreams and ambitions and was pursuing them in their own way. Everyone was cool, interesting, and fun. I could have been sat anywhere at the table and I would have been delighted to be next to whoever I was sitting by. Two out of those 12 people are in relationships. 10 out of those 12 are single. Two of the 12 were in early 20s. 10 of the 12 were late 20s. And I know that you might be feeling this pressure like, oh, you know, biological clock. It's getting to that point where I need to settle down. Not if you don't want to. Not if you don't want to. You are ultimately, talk to your grandparents, Ask them if you're, you're getting old. They're going to say, you're, you think you're old? Honey, I would kill to be 27. You're in no rush. You're still in the beginning of your life. This is early days, okay? You want to just find anybody, some Joe Schmo, to settle down with because you're scared? No. Use this time. Also, when you are speaking to your friends that are getting in relationships or getting married, having children, making those steps... If you're not jealous of them, don't pretend to be. There seems like there's this shame to admit out loud that you're not ready. It's okay to not be ready. Some of us don't want that yet. Not I'm not ready as in I can't handle it. I'm not ready as in this is not the time for me. I don't want this yet. And that is so okay. And I've heard my friends describe being 28 or the concept of turning 28 like, oh God, I'm not in my early 20s anymore. 30 is right around the corner. I, you know, I don't have babies yet and I'm not married yet, but I'm also not a child anymore. It's just like, what do I do? Thank your lucky stars, that's what you do. Wow, I'm still in my 20s. I'm young, I'm hot, I'm invigorated, full of life, but I don't have any major responsibilities yet. The only thing I'm responsible for is me and my life at this moment. How lucky am I? I've thought about this for a lot of my 20s, and maybe I've said differently, but in the way that I remember it, 
I remember being 22 and feeling like I finally was understanding womanhood and feeling sexy and feeling feminine. And I want to enjoy that. And it's only continued throughout my later 20s. And as I've aged, and I've only gotten better at interacting and dating and figuring out who I am. And I'm loving spending my time in this age because though I'm not 21, 22 anymore, I don't want to go back to those ages. I'm older, I've outgrown some of the things, but not in a way that I'm envious of it. That was something I got confused in my head. I assumed that when I was 28, I would be jealous of my 22 self. I'm not. I love being my age. I feel very lucky to be this age. This really feels like a golden moment where I'm more comfortable in my skin than I've ever been, less insecure than I've been since I was a teenager. I found my most insecure years to actually be 18 to 20. I found that to be the hardest, and I felt really awkward in my early 20s, to be honest. I feel like I've really grown into myself in my later 20s, and I wouldn't trade that for the world. Every single year, I get more comfortable in my skin, more comfortable with my body, and I want to enjoy this time. I love being single because I know that I won't be forever. So let me take this time because I'm young and percentage-wise, I will probably spend more of my life committed to someone than I will simply committed to myself and nobody else. So I really want to savor this. I'm on track, but I'm in no desire to rush that track. I'm going to walk it in a comfortable, calm speed. Claudia came over to my apartment with me and Tyra and we all made little dream boards for our phone, a little wallpaper, also made a list of things that I wanted for the end of the year. They're all so fun. Some of them are so frivolous. You know, I want long, healthy hair. I really want to grow out my natural hair, if you know. I was a bottle blonde for almost a year and getting highlights for two years before that. I want my hair to heal. How great is that? That that gets to be a priority if I want it to be my hair i love that i have room in my life to make my hair a priority that probably won't be the case at some point so i'm gonna run it while i can i want my mood to be easy light bouncy i want a lover well not not right now actually right now i'm taking a break from dating but once i'm ready again you know a little lover some romance some fun i want the dolphins to take the super bowl I want to incorporate seasonal facials or routine facials of some sort into my life. I want to climb a V4, which is a rock climbing thing. I've been bouldering a lot. It's my favorite hobby at the moment. I want silky smooth glass skin. I want fun family activities, a warm holiday season of festivities. None of my family is on the West Coast, so some family on the West Coast, please adopt me for the festivities because I want to be a part of them. I want to read Eve, the rest of Eve Babbitt's collection. I actually don't know if I'm going to do that by the end of the year, though. I want to publish a piece of writing. I want to unlock my look. I might even make a YouTube video about this. I don't remember if Claudia or Tyra said this. I think Claudia said unlock your look. Yeah, because Tyra and I were really celebrating. We're like, what a good phrase. This all came about because we were looking at before and after photos of Hailey Bieber. She has unlocked her look. And I want to unlock my look. I want to have deck moments. We have a deck in my apartment and it's huge. So dinner parties, 
I have, I cleaned it up a little bit. I've made changes since writing this list, but when I was gone traveling, it just needed a little bit of sprucing up, and now it's a great place to spend time. For example, I had my breakfast there this morning, just out in the sun. And then some of these pieces on the list are secrets that are for me and me alone. Wow, I feel so much better. You guys, I don't know what I expressed, how scared I was. Oh, I did have a scary moment this week. Do you want to hear something crazy? Friday night, decided to do a night in. Baking cookies, maybe watching something. Low-key, because we had gone out the night before, went to a football game, went drinking at a bar, ended up at another bar. I was ballroom dancing. Oh my god, side story, that's so fun. I was reading a piece, I just opened to it. Now that is magic. And I used to be charming, it's called Gotta Dance. And I took a photo of the story after reading it and posted on my story saying, mandatory read for all men. The synopsis of Gotta Dance is that a man is never gonna be alone if he has the skill of ballroom dancing. Because if you can really ballroom dance, if you can really dance with a partner, it is better than sex. I highly recommend reading it. So after reading that, made a mental note to myself, wow, I need to dance with a man. Thursday night, we went out. This man, I don't even remember how it happened, but he said, grab my hands. And he walked me through and we danced. Oh, it was so good. It's so good. I'm smiling thinking about it. That was amazing. I was just standing there taking all these videos of us dancing. It was a great time. Ended up having so much fun. One of my other best friends. Oh, I love having like so many of my best friends in LA. We're just missing a few. I need to make a whole video about my video, a whole podcast episode about my best friends and how I how I got them. Because Alex, we ended up spending the night at her house. She lives in Santa Monica. She's been one of my best friends. We've known each other since we were five years old. We met at summer camp in Virginia. She's lived in Michigan, in Arizona. I lived in New York. And somehow we both ended up in Los Angeles together. It's really beautiful. And like Tyra and Claudia and Emily, I talked about this. The fact that we were internet friends. It's just, it's amazing that... Some of these people that I've just met at random places have really become second family to me. It's beautiful. Anyway, after ballroom dancing, Emily and I go over to Alex's. I spend the night there, have a fun time. I actually vlogged this. I didn't vlog the dancing, obviously, because I was dancing. But I do have vlog footage of me going back to Alex's. And then in the morning, I wake up and we have a whole fun morning. We go to the beach at 6 in the morning. We get breakfast. I go climbing on my way home because it's earlier than normally I even wake up, so I felt like I had so much time. Getting back on track with this story, so I had had a really fun Thursday night. So Friday night, I didn't feel inclined to do anything, and Emily said that she wanted to bake cookies, and I was like, can I invite myself? I get over to her house. We start chatting with some people, like our other friends are out and about, and there's a party going on in my neighborhood, and it just felt like, I should go. I have the energy. Emily was getting tired. I'm like, I, I can do this. I can do this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head out. When I get home, I'm feeling a little uninspired because at this point, I'm home alone. Tyra's already out. I could just wash my face, go to bed, watch some rock climbing videos, read my book. That's all I really wanted to do, but I was having that this debate of indecisiveness that I never really have, and when I do, it's it's worthless. It's a really annoying experience when you don't know what you want. 
I pride myself on rarely having FOMO because if I'm not going out, it's because I didn't want to. However, this time I felt like I should go out because Los Angeles is strange in this way where there's this unspoken energy where we're all silently somehow agreeing to either all stay in or all go out. I don't know how it works. It's one of the mysteries of the city. But there's just certain dead times in LA and there's certain very lively times in LA. And we've been having a lot of dead moments, which is great because I was on the verge of a menti bee. Uh, so I wasn't like missing anything fun or social. However, this Friday night seemed like that there was something big going on. I'm like, I actually don't know if I'm ready, but like maybe I'll do it. So to stall, I have a couple packages that I haven't opened yet. And I began opening these packages. And in one of them, I see that there's little edibles and they're all marketed as sleepy, sex, happy, energy. I'm like, let's feel a little flirty. So I swallow a sex one. I'm starting to feel it a little bit, but it's making me feel like wanting to go to bed. I just feel like lying down, getting ready for sex, I guess. We decide (laughs) as a communal decision that I won't be going out. So I go back to the kitchen and I grab one of the sleepy ones because at this point, let's ride this wave. Let me take a little sleepy one. Um, if you know anything about edibles, edibles I don't have the patience for. Granted, when I started having edibles, this is when they were not marketed. They weren't company things. They were just being homemade by random people. And I didn't really know the dosage. I do remember starting to take two milligram, three milligram, four milligram edibles, and that was fine. However, I haven't been smoking or having weed in any capacity for quite some time because the last few times I've gotten high, I've gotten paranoid. And I'm like, this is PR. Can't be that crazy. I kind of skimmed the label, but I'm figuring if it's from a PR company, it can't be that bad. It's probably pretty low dose, a light high. I start feeling really anxious and I text my friends, sorry, can't go out, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling real anxious. But then it starts to go away and I get into bed, start watching a climbing video, because I love bouldering, <laughs> and I'm feeling really relaxed, I'm feeling very, very good. Getting in sleep mode and I fall asleep. Deep in my slumber, hours pass, I start having the scariest nightmares, all the worst thoughts, so so religious. It felt like I was in a psychosis moment of seeing the devil, seeing God. It was so scary. I was going to hell. Everyone in my life was the enemy. I was having the scariest, worst, darkest thoughts I've ever had. I try to calm myself down. I can't, I can't think. All these thoughts are thinking for me and I'm just witnessing them. So then I try to talk to myself and I can't talk. And when I realize I can't talk, I stop breathing and I have to start manually breathing. And it was really hard. I couldn't breathe. I'm like, I got to go into Tyra's room. I I try to communicate with her. I'm like, Tyra, I can't talk. I have to get into bed with you. She's so sleepy. She's more than half asleep at this point. She goes, okay, get in bed. What happened? I'm like, I'm really anxious. She's like, okay, why? I'm like, I'm high. She goes, okay, so you're high. Okay. Lie down. I count to 100. I think it was actually very great that she didn't 
wake up fully and wasn't able to entertain this because it probably would have scared us both. So she was actually the perfect state to handle this because knowing that she wasn't concerned made me not feel concerned, but I was still so scared. I was so confident that I was either going to die of a heart attack, die from killing myself, or someone was going to break into the house and kill me. I didn't know which way, but I knew somehow, some way, I was not leaving this night alive. All my senses were so heightened. Every sound sounded so loud, and I could hear it so clearly, even though it was far away. And I heard keys going into the front door and someone walking up the stairs. And I was like, someone's someone's breaking in. They're going to come in and they're going to kill us. Okay, but you heard the key. Who has keys to the building and walks up the stairs at a normal pace and enters keys to the other apartment? Your neighbor. Your neighbor got home. <laughs> That's all that happened. It was horrible. So in the morning, I checked these bottles. Each one was 20 milligrams. I took two. Let me reinforce that when I would normally take an edible, I'd want a three milligram. I took 40. That is 13 times higher than I would ever want to be. So that was very scary. But besides that, I've had a good week, but that was so scary. And I already was having mental problems the week before. I'm like, this is, I really felt like I had entered psychosis because I felt also that I was connected and I could hear things and I was having premonitions. Maybe it connected me to the higher power, but it didn't. It did not connect me to a higher power. What am I saying? I was in hell. I was in hell and I was with the devil and it was horrible. <laughs> not, not the PR edibles. Come on. But besides that, everything has been fun, upbeat, light at the end of the tunnel, getting better, easy breezy. So much so that last week when I posted on my Instagram story asking for questions for the podcast, I said, let's get deep. I'm in the feels. Yesterday when I posted for questions, I said, fun and silly questions for the podcast. I'm feeling upbeat. So we're going to answer those and they're all going to be fun and silly questions. So we'll get to those. But first, a word from today's sponsors. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. I was so lucky as a kid. I never had seasonal allergies. It was not something I dealt with. And then something switched in my mid-20s and I started developing seasonal allergies and my allergies throw off my whole morning. So let me tell you about Astapro. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. I think it's important to mention that Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays can take hours. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy noses, and sneezing. I only recently learned about Astapro. I wish I knew about it sooner. If you're interested, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Are you looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? Let me tell you about Recess Mood. It's infused with functional ingredients. It's not just a sparkling water. It has mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangover. It comes in four delicious flavors, strawberry rose, tropical bliss, blood orange, and raspberry lemon. 
think raspberry lemon's my favorite. I do like strawberry rose a lot as well. I love a fun beverage. It's nice to crack one open, pour it over ice, to unwind at home, chill on the couch, treat yourself to a night in. It's a great replacement for alcohol. It's also a way to stay balanced while on the go when you're running errands. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. So head to takearecess.com slash Lexi and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Taylor Vistel asked, how would you describe your sense of humor? My sense of humor definitely leans more silly and goofy. And then when it comes to content, not jokes that I'm making, but things that I find funny, I really like comedians that are playful but lean dark. I'm not the biggest fan of sarcasm. It's whatever. Offensive things in the right context crack me up. But honestly, I find real life funny. Andalek said, hey, Lexi. Oh, I love that you use the small amount of space to greet me. Here's your listener from the Czech Republic. Oh, hi. Wow, I love that there's an international listener. What activity or sport would you like to try? I've really been enjoying rock climbing and indoor bouldering. I really, really, really enjoy it. I think it would be fun to climb outdoors. I've never done that before. Happy Honeybee asked, what's your go-to mocktail? If I'm not having a cocktail, I'll just have a Diet Coke. Victoria told me to describe a perfect day just spent with yourself without work. Oh, without work. I was going to say I definitely would film a video. If I have a day to myself and I can really film and take my time and edit without any noises, but I work for myself, that would be one of my perfect days. Okay, but if I wasn't able to work and I was spending it just with myself, I would definitely drive to the beach and I would get in the ocean and I would swim and then I would read while I dried off or journal. Oh, you know what I also like doing by myself? I like shopping. I'd go shopping, not necessarily buying anything, but I love even looking. I have to think about this. I love shopping by myself because then I get to go at my own pace. I can stay as long as I want. I can leave as fast as I want. I love that. No one else's opinions need to be there. I really think personal style a lot of times comes from just choosing your items alone and not having any outside impact. But also a beach day, I would drive to Malibu, but I'd also want to rock climb. I would, I really would. And if I could incorporate all three, I certainly would. Emma wants to know, what would your dinner party be like if you hosted flowers, dish types, music? Okay, flowers? Hmm. Flowers, it really depends on what I find at the store. Like that's gonna be a game time decision dish types. One thing about me is that all of my dishes are mismatched and I love thrifting and getting dishes secondhand. I think it's a great way to add personality to your food and to serving. Everybody gets a different glass. I have so many different colors. It's really nice. So that would be dishes. Music, I would probably do instrumental Italian or French or Brazilian, like something, something sort of that makes your your waist or your shoulders want to move and make you want to sway, but nothing too distracting, something that's going to enhance. If I was having a dinner party at this apartment, I'm going to host a dinner party for four people because we will all be sitting 
on the ground eating at the coffee table and I would make a pasta dish. I'd make my own red sauce and I'd make probably like a liquid. And then for the food, for this small dinner party, I'd make my own sauce and I'd make a pasta dish with two vegetable sides. So either maybe like a mushroom dish and some green beans or some broccolini, maybe some grilled tomatoes. We'll see. We'll see. And then a bottle of wine. Easy. Leah wants tips for lighting up a room when you walk in, bringing in a light, fun energy, etc. Smile. Look at people. Little wave, little smile. Easy. Easy. This is the easiest thing you can do. Never underestimate the power of a smile. Anonymous wants to know how to approach a cute boy at a bar in a fun and silly way. You can ask them what they're drinking. Compliment them. Men don't get complimented enough. We know this. So they love it. I complimented my neighbor's outfit the other day because he looked good. It, it like lit him up. I was like, no way he just lit up that much. We need to start complimenting men. I know, I know we all have our opinions about men, but whatever. Um, what else would I do? I've gotten so much better with this. If you're younger, I don't want it to come across like I was doing this. Maybe I was, but I don't think so. If I think back to my younger self, I was way too shy to be approaching people. If people at the bar are dancing and you know the lyrics to the song, if there's a cute lyric or one that's fun, make eye contact with them when you sing it. Madison wants to know what are movies or TV shows you rewatch often. I don't, I'm not really much of a rewatcher, a rereader. I'm normally like moving on, but I do watch The Parent Trap often. I watch Uptown Girls often. It's one of my favorites. And then around the fall time, I normally at least, bare minimum, watch a few episodes of either Gossip Girl or Gilmore Girls. I recently have been re-watching season five of One Tree Hill, which is when they come back to One Tree Hill after high school, and that's been fun. Ailey wants to know biggest turnoffs on a Hinge profile. I don't like when a guy only has group photos. Like, come on. I need to know what you look like. I hate having to search. That's such a quick swipe, unless it's just a bunch of hot people. Then I'll maybe entertain it. It's also a turnoff if they just ignore the hinge prompts and just put a period or something really, really basic because it is one of the few ways I get to see your personality. I also don't like when a guy looks too thirsty on his hinge profile. Sea Turtle wants dating tips. Can you talk about how you make it fun and not a chore? Funny enough that I'm answering this question after the Hinge one. Hinge is sponsoring an Instagram reel. They wanted me to give dating tips because I've been on a lot of good dates with a lot of good people and I'll, I'll have that reel up. I'm more than happy to share here as well. I think A, it's most important to first figure out why are you dating and what are you looking for in a relationship? And this changes from year to year because sometimes I am dating just for experience or I'm dating just to have fun and get out there Right now, I am dating to meet a partner. If, I, if I'm dating right now, I am looking for something long-term. And my relationship goals, I really want someone with a strong sense of self, emotional intelligence, a sense of humor, and a good relationship with their family. And then on first dates, I keep things light. It's all about catching a vibe, just seeing if we mesh and our personalities get along. Second date is when I start asking about either family or career goals, relationship history, or all three. I think my best dating advice, though, is to communicate 
with the person you're going out with what it is that you want and what you are looking for because then they will know and they can decide if that is also what they want or if you guys are not a good match and you are saving so much time taking the guesswork out of their head and yours by simply telling them and or asking them what it is they're looking for and I think that makes dating so much better also I hold out a little bit (laughs) but that's a personal choice Tori Ridge asked for fun nail ideas guys hot take no polish no fake nail natural keep your nails clean cut shaped I love it I only did this because I could go rock climbing like this but now my nails are so strong and look so good and there's a photo I think on my Instagram yeah yeah okay so I have this Instagram photo where the cover photo is my hair with a braid and there's a bow in it but the second photo I'm smiling and my hand is on a book and I have no nail polish on and my fingernails look so good and because they're naked they go with everything and I'm really into it and it's it's healthy I'm right now really into this natural hair color wearing it naturally air dried I'm trying to figure out how to style my waves I haven't really gotten there yet but I'm trying natural nails I still get a pedicure I think pedicures are fun and cute did you know some people hate flip-flops? <laughs> That's a ridiculous um, side tangent, but I obviously love wearing flip-flops or open-toed shoes when I have a pedicure because I got a pedicure. I was wearing flip-flops to Erewhon yesterday with my friend, and she was like, can you not wear flip-flops? It's like, well, you don't like these? She's like, no, I hate flip-flops. I despise them. It's like, grow up. I think they're cute. I feel like a little 90s girl. I was wearing a midi skirt a tank top and flip-flops with my hair down. It was so cute. Sarah asks, green or purple grapes? We're getting to the hard-hitting stuff now, I see. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I would have said purple, right? But then in fifth grade, my friend's family made us all do blind taste tests to figure out what we liked more. That was such a fun day. Core memory. Mr. and Mrs. Bagish, shout out. Y'all are the best. Um, and I found out I like green grapes more. They're a little sweeter. Ailey also wants to know if I've ever done Molly. If so, what's your experience? Yes, and then there I stopped doing it for two reasons. One, the last time I did it, pretty sure it was dirty and it was cut with something because my bones felt like they were breaking inside of my skin the next day and it was one of the most jarring experiences and knowing that that is hypothetically a chance anytime I take it made me never really want to do it again. Second, I'm now on medication where it won't work so I don't do it anymore. If it's good and it's clean, you'll have a great time, but if it's not, it, it's going to be a nightmare. Anna asked favorite One Direction member. I really didn't listen to One Direction, but Harry Styles truly is gorgeous, and I have listened to his solo music. Zane's also gorgeous. Floor, Florine asked if I could play an instrument, what would it be? I can play an instrument. I can play a few. I grew up playing the piano and the violin. And I also sang in theater. I'd love to play the violin again. And once you know how to play a string instrument, you can kind of play them all. And I always tell people, I'm like, yeah, I could play the cello if I had to. And I don't know why that cracks people. Like, that, like, strikes people. It always, like, leads into a conversation. Like, you can play the cello? I'm like, well, I 
I have played a cello before, but I wouldn't say that I'm a cello player in any capacity. But would I know how if it was put in front of me? Yes. Wow, wait a second. I was playing a string instrument in my dream last night. It's coming back. I wonder why. I don't, I don't care. Moving on. Ooh, this is a fun one. Should all women pick up witchcraft again? My spell book is ready to go. I think if women want to gather to do anything, I'm in support. Y'all want to do witchcraft? Go off. All of us have powers. Women are truly magical, and I don't even mean that figuratively. We really are, and it's beautiful. So if you want to get into witchcraft, you have my full support. And if you made it this far into the episode, thank you so much. It means a lot. I'm on YouTube. I also have an episode of this podcast every single week. And if you enjoyed this, I'd love if you left a review on Apple or rated it five stars. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. Enjoy your week. And I love you. Okay. XOXO. Lexi.